Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we are covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS from March the 14th, 1992, already two weeks into the next month. If you are listening to this on YouTube, please hit subscribe and sub to the channel, and then tap the thumbs up button right now as we continue to grow the YouTube channel. I am sitting here with Mean Mike Crockett from the wrestling podcast About Nothing, which is still on an extended hiatus, and we're waiting on the superstar Hard Body Harper to join us. He'll be here shortly, at least that's what he said. Crockett, let me welcome you in. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you, sir? Living the dream. You know, it's summer, and we're still suffering down here in the southwest. No rain. I just want some rain. Uh, The temperatures are hot, but it would be nice to get some rain. Uh, I'm over the hot weather, but I'm not going to complain about it. Just, just give me some rain. Other than that, it's I'm living the dream. Like the, yeah, I hear you. It's been uh, like the rainiest summer ever up here. <laughs> well, lucky you. I mean, South Texas right now is getting some rain from a tropical depression or storm. But in our neck of the woods, it's drier than grandma's snatch. <laughs> Speaking of grandmas, we're talking like a couple of grandmas talking about the weather. What else is going on? Yeah, I know, man. It's crazy, ain't it? Well, uh, real quick, before we get rolling into the show, I want to give a big-time shout-out to our big-time patron contributors monthly, disrespectfully, Classy, Marky, Blassie, Mike, Children, Joe Ice, and good old Justin. Thank you for your generous support from Patreon each and every month and basically being the sponsors of this show. And then I've got a handful of new or a couple of new patrons. New patrons, Anthony S., Ed M., Corey T., and then one of our existing patrons, Courtney W., he bumped up to the $5 tier and also went annual on that tier as well. So thank you very much. If you go annual, I don't say this much on the show, but if you go annual, you'll basically get a month for free. So uh, anybody who's month to month, uh, if you're currently month to month, you don't have to be a new patron. But if you move from month to month to annual, you'll get like a month for free. It's basically like a you know five bucks off for the whole year. So anyway, thanks for signing up and becoming patrons, everyone. And if you're not a patron, you can become one by going to tinyurl.com slash patreon btt that is tinyurl.com slash patreon btt become a patron get access to all the patron exclusive content including the pay-per-views that we do the clash of the champions that we've done man we've done a ton of those by now uh super brawl we're about to talk a little bit about that which is in the rearview mirror from a couple of weeks ago but crockett and i had some follow-ups regarding super brawl that we wanted to discuss uh that we uh i got sent on patreon 
So yeah, just just uh, become a patron, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. And as always, I haven't mentioned this in a while, you can get a free month on Patreon. All you got to do is email me, bookingtheterritory at gmail.com, and I'll tell you how you can take advantage of a free month. No risk. I'll tell you how you can take, an adva- take advantage of it. Bookingtheterritory at gmail.com, and I'll hook you up with a free month. Uh, Crockett. During the pre-show, you said you had a follow-up from Super Brawl, and so did I. Would you like to go first, or would you like for me to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. I'll get this out of the way. I was just uh, doing a little research uh, in general about 92 WCW, and I saw that uh, K. Allen Fry, who you know we hear a lot about on the uh, show these days, he uh, at this time he began awarding bonuses for the hardest workers and for the best matches. So at Super Brawl, this is the first time he did this, he gave $2,500 bonus, $2,500 bonus, I should say, to uh, Brian Pillman, Jushin Liger, Rick Rude, and Ricky Steamboat. So I guess he uh, thought those were the two best matches of the show. So he gave 2500 bucks to each of those guys. Uh, bonuses, K. Allen Fry started giving out at this point. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, yeah, and I don't know if I disagree with the people that got it. I mean, Pitt yeah. and Liger tore the house down with that light heavyweight match. That was that was really really good. So they definitely deserve that. No no doubt. So about yeah, it. that's that was pretty good. Interesting, good interesting little, uh, little tidbit I found. Yeah, interesting. So I got sent something or had a comment posted from Scott F on our on our Patreon page on our Super Brawl post. So where where the audio post is, Scott posted this, and he posted. Uh, something interesting and and this this information that he posted it comes from the observer you know uh that Maeve Delter site anyway he said uh Delter is said that uh Z-Man this this was the thoughts that that he Delter had on Z-Man and Van Hammer versus Vinny Vegas and Richard Morton his notes stated Z-Man and Van Hammer beat Vinny Vegas and Richard Morton in 12 minutes when Tom Zink pinned Morton with a sunset flip coming out of the corner. Here's where it gets interesting. Z-Man was subbing for Johnny B. Bad, who was embroiled in a contract dispute and pulled from the card at the last minute. Morton replaced Mr. Hughes with the cover reason being that it would make it a better match, but actually Hughes was pulled from the show as punishment for some kind of non-drug related misdeed. Therefore, while I don't know if any of that is actually true, <laughs> at least it is a reason, a speculated reason, why we got that match at Super Bowl. Your thoughts? That's that's pretty interesting. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it, it is. I, I I did see that there was yeah some uh, issues with Johnny Bad's Johnny B. Bad's contract. Um, this isn't the time where he he bows out and goes to WWF. I think I think he he signs a contract and, and is here for a little while longer. But yeah, that that's interesting. And the Mr. Hughes thing, I, I'm interested to see like what actually the issue was. I mean, I originally, you know, you'd think it was drug related, but he goes out of his way to say it isn't. So that's, that's definitely interesting. And it's, it's kind of helps explain why this weird lethal lottery style match was on one of the biggest shows of the year. Yeah. Very, very, very interesting that um, at least his reasoning. So 
and I am conferencing in Harper right now. He just sent me a message saying he's on, and there he is. Hey. How are you? Jesus. Hey. He screams. <laughs> it's the loudest he'll sound the whole show. Hey. Hey. Uh, uh, Harper. Cereal? What's that? You get a mouthful of uh, Conchocula? Oh, wait, wait, Michael. You just reminded me of something, Michael, number two. <laughs> I got to send you something, Michael. <laughs> you got two people with that name on this call. So. I know. <laughs> All right. There, I sent there you a picture of, of, the, of that Count Chocula box I was talking about. Someone shared it. They're like, hey, who remembers this when they got in trouble? with? I was like, oh, my God, we were just talking about this. Oh, yeah, like the, the pentagram there? Oh, yeah. wow. Here, let me send it to Crockett. You uh, see the star, David? <laughs> yeah, I see that. Holy crap. Yeah. Wow. Unreal. I know. Huh? And the story was they apologized, <laughs> but they refused to remove it. Right. They were like, sorry, not sorry. That's bullshit. I mean, yeah. like, just, I mean, come on. Take the. All right. It was I don't want to get it. already printed out in a box. So they're probably like, well, you know, what the fuck are we going to do? Pull all this shit, get repackage it and all? Like, yeah, fuck it. Just. General, General Mills is dirty for that. That's yeah, dirty. Like, my bad, bro. That's dirty. They were not a small company. It's not like they couldn't have pulled it. Come on. All right. Hey, we're we're sitting here having a discussion about Super Brawl. Uh, we were we were, a couple of things. We we had talked about how the Van from the Observer and Maeve Delter's website. We had talked about how Z Man and Van Hammer and Vinny Vegas and Richard Morton became to be a thing. Uh, but then the next thing I was going to talk about is uh, Meltzer also went on to say Sting pinned Lex Luger in 1301 to win the WCW title. And then here's where it's interesting, Crockett. And you kind of talked about this on the show. Luger was so huge, he looked like a member of a different species. This is what Maeve Delter is saying. <laughs> he said, if I did, if I hadn't have been, if it hadn't had been confirmed already, this officially confirmed Luger's joining the uh, WBF. They spent the first two minutes pretending they were doing a silent movie by standing there and doing nothing. I disagree, Meltzer. Uh, it looked actually realistic. Then they started working, and the near 300-pound Luger blew up within two minutes. The match was kept simple, and it did have interest, but it was a but it was a long way from a classic title change match. Luger controlled the match pretty much playing Superman, even not selling a stinger splash. Sting did get Luger in the torture rack. Sting kicked out of Luger's pile driver. Finish came out of nowhere with Sting decking Harley Race and pinning Luger with a cross body block. Luger and Sting shook hands and embraced after the match. But on television, they switched to a crowd shot so the folks at home didn't see it. So we even talked about that, Crockett, how it seemed like he just disappeared, like super quickly popped up and was gone. I guess we didn't see the the handshake and embrace as two friends, one leaving the promotion happened. But I, I disagree with Meltzer. Luger wasn't blown up within two minutes. Did you think he was blown up Crockett? I mean, you know what blown up looks like. I mean, I did see him sucking wind, but I'm not sure it was two minutes in, but I, I saw him breathing pretty heavy and they, they tried to cover it in commentary with uh, Jesse talking about how, you know, he, he, you can't train cardio for the ring and stuff like that because he's he had been away from the ring for a while. This is his like uh, 
yeah, he, I guess he, he was he did all of his contracted matches and they kind of had to get him back to do this one match. We hadn't been in the ring in a long time. So, yeah, they kind of tried to cover it by saying that he hadn't he wasn't quite in ring shape, even though he looked phenomenal. But yeah, I, I, I think probably wasn't two minutes in, but I did see him sucking wind. I just didn't think the altitude. <laughs> the altitude. Yeah. They, they were. Yeah, like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I forgot. I didn't realize they were in Denver that night. <laughs> I'm sorry. They were on Mount Everest. <laughs> God, they always blame that shit when there's a, any sporting games in Denver. Oh, it's the altitude. Yeah. Bro, bro, let me bro, tell you. These are first-class athletes, bro. Come on, dude. That's the same shit I say. Okay, so he, here's here's how that works. Team goes to Denver and loses. First thing they do is, oh, the altitude. Yeah. Right. Team goes to Denver and wins. They never bring it up. So right. which one is it? You, you're conveniently going with a narrative once you know the outcome. They do the same thing when these warm-weather teams play in cold-weather cities. They bring think- it up. Nonstop because it's a lazy talking point, yes. and when it when when it plays out that the home team wins and the warm weather dome team loses in that environment, then it's like, oh, you see, they can't play in the cold, they can't do this. But when they win, nobody says anything. So it's yeah. they go, they conveniently bring it up when it happens and before, but after, especially obviously when they know the outcome. But if it doesn't happen, nothing's ever said. It, 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 the other team's got to play in this shit, too. You think they're not, enjoying Not just that. It's not like the team from Tampa Bay like has no players from the north up on it. Right. Like, like it's, it's not like all those teams are from kids raised in the warm weather city. Like, I, I'll never understand that logic. It's like, do, do you just make this stuff up as you go? And I figured it out over the years. It's just a lazy narrative. And, yeah, not to get off on a tangent, but I guess we did. Well, yeah, they they, they have to fill, like, five hours of pre-show before, before right. they get to a game. So you got to talk about something. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, but anyway, all right. Um, Crockett, did you have anything else before we get into the uh, WCW portion from this week, March 14th? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I should actually bring this up, um, but – I heard like some crazy rumor that Doc is actually recording something and it isn't for the show. What's he doing? Doc is behind the scenes recording stuff. Like, I think there's something too. That, a couple weeks back, Harper, you were talking about there's something up here. Like there's like some sort of CM Punk in the uh, Bucks situation here with 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 Doc and Mike. I don't know. With somebody else. <laughs> Yeah, I think he's starting his own show. What's going on here, Mike? Do you have the scoop? You see, this is how rumors start, for one, and and Crockett knows this. Let me tell you all, Crockett likes to play innocent, but he's stirring a pot. I told Crockett before the show that on Friday, February the 8th, I'm sorry, Friday, August the 18th, me, Doc, and the little fella Half Pint recorded the 2023 NFL prediction show. And that is going to drop on Sunday night, September the 3rd. That I told Crockett before we started recording. Uh, so it'll it'll air the week that the NFL season is beginning on Thursday night, the 7th. But it'll air on the 3rd. 
and Crockett is stirring the pot just like when he throws his little grenade in the Facebook group <laughs> talking about where's the Mid-South show and what's going on here. He's trying to be funny. He's a shit stirrer. You see? He's stirring some shit. I got some shit I want to stir. Where's that fucking wrestling podcast about nothing, Crockett? It's yeah. coming soon. It's coming soon. <laughs> once once Doc is back, well, I mean, I don't know if Doc is back anymore at this point. He kept He's telling gonna... me he was going to do some uh, podcast called uh, Appointment Time with Doc. And I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> I thought he was just fucking bullshitting me. <laughs> He's making it's going to be exclusively up. on Saturdays. Right. He's going to have his own <laughs> guests, his own co-host. <laughs> hey, Crockett, don't, don't get too comfortable. I think I'm going to need you to do a clash and a pay-per-view with me uh, in September. Jesus. Oh, Jesus Christ. Let him go home. He's got kids. <laughs> This is his no no no. He said it a few weeks ago. This is his me time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How you let me let me get away with that line? I have he, no idea. <laughs> he said he said it on the show. It's it's roll the tape back. Crockett clearly said this is my me time. So I don't want to hear him crying now. Oh, I just wanted to I wanted to pull that one right back in my mouth after I said it. Yeah, he said it. He even DM'd me after. He sent me a message and said, I can't believe I said that. I said, me time. Oh, yeah, you said it, and it's not getting edited out. Oh. <laughs> this is his me time. <laughs> wow. That's some broad stuff. This is me time, okay? Please leave your mother alone. This is me time. My I'm apologies. <laughs> Go ahead, Hopper. I'm watching Below Deck. Y'all ever seen that show? No. <laughs> no. No. Tiffany watches it nonstop. One of Bravo Channel deals. Bullshit. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Is she into those housewife shows? No. Thank, Thank God. God. Yeah. Yeah. I think my wife finally saw the uh, light at the end of the tunnel with that. I mean, she just got to the point where it's several years ago, but she had watched it for a few years back, and she's like, this is just all made up. I go, you like think? I've been telling you for 15 years, it's a work. She, she's you heard enough every, from you. She probably yeah, believes you see, it. <laughs> you see, everything's a work. I, I've been telling you the, since the first time I saw this train wreck on here that it's a work. Yes. <sighs> you know, they teeth suck and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Broad logic. My apologies to Shiny Potts, one of our wonderful female listeners out there though i'm not She's talking the about only you. one yeah we got a, we, we got we got we got we got a few who you know she she's the most vocal because she's in the facebook group but we she's got a few she's a btt queen mm-hmm. yeah yeah i gotta say man she's got a sense of humor you know mo- most women i'm generalizing here many of them do not have the sense of humor that it takes to listen <laughs> to this train wreck I mean, we got Hopper talking about circle, circle, dot, dot. We got, we got Crockett over there talking about me time. I mean, it's, you know, it's real here. This is me time. Okay. I I should be doing this from a bath, a warm bubble. Yeah. (laughs) Drink some some, uh, skinny vodka or whatever that shit's called. Few tea candles. Yeah. Yeah. You see Crockett? He's sitting in his bubble bath with his laptop sitting on a TV tray, and he's got the (laughs) USB headset on, (laughs) sipping his wine and his champagne. One of those 
those like bath bombs in there. Those like balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lavender. Yeah. <laughs> it's good for the skin. Like Crockett, it's what are you doing? This is me time. <laughs> Why don't you turn the jets on in that freaking bathtub while you're at it? <laughs> Get a massage up your little tush. Oh. Oh my God. Oh boy. This is me time. I'm watching uh, uh, Crockett's Red Sox. Oh. Yeah. How they doing? They're losing three nothing mm. to the Astros. Are you a Red Sox fan, Crockett? I know Malonis is. I I mean I was. Um, what, what what the what the fuck you mean was, bro? <laughs> well, I I've just I don't know. The, I I got rid of cable. I cut the cord. I don't get to see the games. Um, I have kids. I just blame everything on the kids. <laughs> you live around there, huh? Yeah. Well, actually, I moved a little uh, further uh, west, uh, away from Boston. But um, you see, well, you're in the same state. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm like an yeah, hour well, away. You, well, then you, what the fuck? <laughs> an hour away, bro. That's like me going to Baton Rouge and be like, I used to watch the Saints. I don't watch him anymore because I'm, I'm in Baton Rouge. I think what he's trying to say, Harper, is I, w- I can confirm this. When you become a parent, there are some things in your life that get cut out as far as television goes. For me, I I never got rid of my, my sports, my local team. Like that, that'll never man, happen. That's why. <laughs> yeah, LSU Tigers and New Orleans Saints are at the top of the list. And then the thing is, after that, because you only have so many hours when you got kids, things get kind of limited, you know, after that. So for me, it's, you know, the good thing about football is it's it's seasonal. It's only, you know, fall and, and early part of the winter. So you, you end up having to fill in your time elsewhere with other things. But I'm just saying, like, you have to prioritize when you have kids, see, I know where Crockett's coming from, but there's still no excuse, man. You can't just yeah. keep up on your hometown. Come man. on. Boston, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I Boston just don't have Boston. access to the games like I used to. And plus, you know, like sitting down for, I guess the games are shorter now with the new pitch clock. Oh, this is. Used to be oh, three, yeah. four hours sitting this down. It's beautiful, dude, because they used to stand there, throw it to the first base, throw it to the first. Oh, my God. Dick around. Yeah. It's like an, a minute and a half between pitches. Yeah, and and then and then I got that Bailey Sports app to watch the Pelicans game, and then right when that sh- the season ended, I was like, okay, I'm gonna delete it, bro. I totally fucking forgot, bro. Forgot you what? Forgot you had the app, or you could deleted it. Shit on TV, like. Bleh. Okay. Boom. Then I was like, fucking all October soon. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so censored. Yeah. I didn't edit him out, y'all. He broke up. <laughs> yeah, something yeah, something just happened. Yeah, yeah, but bro, I was like, fuck I might as well just keep it now. Yeah, keep I, it. Don't give yeah, it I played myself, bro. I feel like a fucking you idiot. That's just did. twenty hours a month. Yeah, you need to keep it. <laughs> All right. Speaking of keeping it, we need to keep going. Uh, we are talking WCW Saturday Night on TBS from March fourteenth. Where the Braves 19- at, bro? Fuck. <laughs> 2022? 
Says the guy who never watches it. <laughs> spring training. Um, middle spring of March. Training. We're getting close. It's March 14th. We are getting hey, close God. to Braves baseball. Yeah. Um, in the intro of this week's show from March 14th of 1992, we see some clips from Super Brawl with Medusa trying to seduce the ninja in the dressing room. She's starts. You got to become a patron and just listen to that portion of it because she starts kind of trying to speak Japanese, but then she starts speaking Spanish to the ninja. It's the most bizarre thing ever, but it's hilarious as she tried to seduce him. That looks so dated. Yes, it did. Um, We're at center stage. This is the second half of the taping that took place March 3rd, 1992. Jim Ross immediately is going to throw to Paulie Dangerously, who is going to cut a promo. Uh, I want to go to the audio of this promo right here. And uh, then we'll talk about it on the other side where he has questioned about being the uh, ninja. Here it is. Some very controversial footage that I think conclusively proves that Paul E. Dangerously was the ninja at Super Brawl and was instrumental in Ricky Steamboat losing to Ravishing Rick Rude. I understand now you're going to have to wrestle, put wrestling tights on and some eight and one half man tag team events. Yes, I was dressed as a ninja in the locker room. It was the night of the ninja. Just because I dress in my mother's clothing doesn't mean I'm my father's wife. K. Allen Fry, I am not a ninja. I never have been a ninja. I never will be a ninja. And if I'm not a ninja, I'm certainly not an athlete. And if you ever make the mistake again, of causing me to get on the phone with my lawyers to reverse this decision, which I will do by the end of this very program. You'll be out of work just like your predecessor, and I will carve this damn company up like a corporate Jeffrey Dahmer. And I don't want to get political here, but Paulie claims just because he had a ninja outfit on, that doesn't mean he was the ninja. And my whole thought process was, man, politics really stole from wrestling. Just deny everything, even when you're, <laughs> even when you're caught red-handed. That's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> like, that's all I kept thinking. You know, just I mean, it wasn't just Paul E. J.J. Dillon used to do it back in the day with the Horsemen. Nothing to see here. It, I mean, you see it on tape. He's red-handed. He's committing a crime in the ring. We didn't do anything. What are you talking about? It. I'm just. It's. It's absurd. But it, yeah, politics stole the wrestling business, man. They're just, they're printing money now because of it. The, 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 <laughs> yeah. the cable news channels. That is. That's all I want to say. I'm not trying to get political. I'm just just making an observation. Uh, Harper, you got some thoughts? I think that was great. Just I do too. too. I, just because I wear my mother's clothes doesn't mean I'm my father's wife right? <laughs> <laughs> kind of paraphrasing rick rude last week yeah any thoughts from you crockett i thought that was great no yeah it was a fantastic promo i i think slightly demeaning that they're calling this an eight and a half man tag oh wow god yeah he's like he's half a man right half the man i used to be <laughs> yeah well, uh, after Paulie's promo, we do finally go to the ring, and it is Cactus Jack in DDP versus Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes. Paulie stays on commentary with Jim Ross for the match. Paulie is going on and on about there being a conspiracy with him, and he's being taken advantage of in it. 
And now he's going to have to be involved in some bunkhouse matches and bull rope matches because of this. And he's really upset. And, you know, he's having a mini meltdown. Not really too bad, but he's having a little bit of a meltdown here as he's, you know, basically being told if he wants to get physical, they're going to put him in some matches. Anyway, Crockett, what do you have from this one? Now, who was in uh, contract negotiations or who... uh was suspended here that it's a team the team of cactus jack and diamond dallas page oh yeah i don't know very weird very weird team very uh it, a lottery style team here yeah but i really uh, i really like just i just like the looks of, of barry barry windham and dustin rhodes as a team i like i like them together definitely a step up from dustin and kendall windham but <laughs> yeah so uh I thought it was a pretty decent match. Very strange how this is not center stage. It's just a, they always do that. They, they go to these, this other arena and don't even acknowledge it that they're not at center stage and they'll go back there and there'll be no, no change. Nothing said, but um, yeah, it was a decent match. Yeah. I had um, Dustin's really, really good. I don't know if he got the credit he deserved back then in the ring. He, I, I don't know. I, even back then, I was like, oh, it's just Dusty's son. And I didn't probably give him the credit he deserved. But if you just watch him in the ring, he's really good. Uh, Cactus takes a nice bump uh, lariat over the top rope, too, that we were just looking at. But um, I thought it was good, too. And I think, you know, you got Cactus and DDP. So who's going to take the pin here um, in that team? Well, DDP's the person. Uh, Wyndham. Uh, has hits an atomic drop on DDP, and then Wyndham hits DDP with a big lariat, and Wyndham and Rhodes are going to win by pin. Uh, I guess this outcome we probably expected. Any thoughts on the finish, Crockett? No, yeah, it was it was good. They they um, Cactus and Dustin battling on the outside as uh, Wyndham hits the lariat on the inside. At one point, Jim Ross uh, he's starting to take he's uh, taken to calling. Cactus Jack, the unpredictable Cactus Jack, which is what Herb Abrams called him in the UWF, which I thought was mm. kind of funny. Him the but, uh, he called him the unpredictable Cactus Jack. Oh. That was his, and that was his nickname for Herb Abrams UWF. Um, so that's interesting tidbit. Anyway, yeah, that was the match. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. It served its purpose. So we continue and we go to Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes who are ringside with Eric Bischoff. They're going to cut a, uh, not a too quick of a promo, but yeah, they're in front of the crowd cutting a promo, which is good. Not just behind a green screen, which I think is dumb. So here it is. Here for Dustin Rhodes and Barry Windham. Dustin Rhodes, you told me once that there's three kinds of matches. Tough, double tough, and Texas tough. And certainly a bunkhouse match is Texas stuff, but something also tells me that the fact that you're signed to meet the dangerous alliance in a bunkhouse match puts a smile on your face as wide as the Rio Grande. Stunning Steve Austin and Larry, the country's Abisco. It's not over yet. Sooner or later, somewhere in this great United States of America, you're going to have to face Barry Wyndham and Dustin Rhodes in a bull road match or in a bunkhouse match. And believe me, Pallies, there's going to be some bones broken. So when that day comes, you just know one thing, that you're going to get a real down-home Texas butt ticket. Right, Barry? I think everybody in this building and everybody watching this television program right now knows that there's a score to settle. Mr. Zabisco and any one of your pals that you want to bring along, Mr. Paulie Dangerously, 
the mind, the brain behind the whole operation. Any city in this great country where there's going to be a bunkhouse match or whether it be a Texas Bull Road match, I have got this score to settle. And believe you me, the trip to the hospital is going to be nothing compared to the pain you're going to suffer. Because, as I said before, and I'll say again, Dustin and I are going to make sure that every last one of you suffer at least as much as I did. I spent more time in hospitals because of the pain and anguish that you gave me. And right in the middle of the ring, I'm going to make sure that you have the same feeling. And then when you're riding in that ambulance, looking at your partner, wondering why you're there, he's going to say, Wyndham's the reason, Rhodes is the reason. And then you're going to come to the understanding of what pain and suffering is really about. And then you're going to consider finishing your career. You heard it from Dustin Rhodes and Barry Wyndham. Let's check in now with WCW Top 10. I got four words. Barry Wyndham is believable. Crockett? Oh, yeah. And uh, Dustin's still trying to get Pally over. Uh, <laughs> good luck. Yeah, he likes that word a lot. Pally. It's the way he says it, too, because the, the emphasis on it. And got that lisp. Pally. 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 He, he, he's, he says it with some emphasis. Um, You got any thoughts, Hopper? That was great, man. Fucking Barry was awesome. It, Unbelievable. It's a shame. He, when was he the Skinner? Before this, right? <laughs> the he was the Widowmaker, and then he was the that's, Stalker. Right, right. That's right. The Stalker. Yeah. That was after this, wasn't it? Yeah, yes. I think uh, Widowmaker was before this, and uh, yeah, Stalker. I think is after this. God. Yeah. Doing a gimmick like that, and then you see something like this. Yeah. Let's do that for that guy. Let's Ain't it crazy? Screen and we're going to have him wear a <laughs> WWE t-shirt with camouflage pants. I smell <laughs> good money. So, and a bad got, mustache. Yeah. They got right. to put their own spin on it. Mm-hmm. I like well, the new Blackjacks. Remember them? With him yeah, and, I mean. Yeah. All right. I thought that wasn't bad. I saw the, them the live ones. Look was a little dated, I think. but Well, yeah. But, I mean, but they did, I mean, look like big old fucking... Ass kicking cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Barry and Bradshaw there. I saw them at at a UNO for a house show. It was them versus uh, the Godwins. At least with that, it was. I'm gonna say a little a little original, but I know they were a knockoff of the well, yeah, Blackjacks. But it was more it was more original than making a cartoon out of them. Because I look at it like this. I didn't grow up on the fucking blackjacks. Right. That's the Shit thing. Shit was new to me. Yeah. Right. You sound like the new rockers. You're like, wait, what the fuck? I used to always laugh when you would tell a story. When you would, this was like years ago at Wildcat. Y- y'all were watching a rock and roll express match at the school. And a couple of the young kids go, oh, they're a knockoff of the midnight rockers. <laughs> Uh, you got it the other way around pal oh boy pally pally come on man jesus lord all right uh look hopper captain crunch is next this is what i posted the other day or earlier in the facebook group okay oops no berries um so we go we went to the top 10 i didn't really want to harp on it but during the top 10 the 
the state abbreviations are now small letters. <laughs> they the, reverted oh back. Yeah, God. they've reverted back to large and small letters. They, I don't Both know what they're doing. Capitalized, right? They should but, be, but yeah. right next to each other, there's a there's TX with uh, you know capital X, capital T, small X with a period, and then capital T, small X with no period. What the fuck, bro? And then North Carolina, like, they must not have had templates back then, Crockett, where you just could reuse a template. Yeah, because they, they corrected it, and then they, I guess they just went right. back to an old template. Robbinsdale's was, misspelled again. Just type right. it. <laughs> Use a spell check, asshole. It's on a computer because it's not on a typewriter. This is in, in the early 90s. <laughs> I would love to know who was actually sitting there behind a, a computer typing. Okay, Taylor, Taylor, where is he from? Da, 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 da. Okay, next one. Da, da, da. I wonder who was the fucking idiot that worked for this fucking company that was doing this and fucking up consistently every week with this. I mean, I can see once. Okay, fuck everyone, you know, fucks up. But it's every fucking week where, I mean... A second grader knows. Oh, oh well, wait, that's not right. <laughs> Don't want to harp on it though, Mike Mills. Don't want to harp on that. <laughs> nah, bro. It's the I didn't want to. I didn't want to spend too much time on it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to spend too much time on it. But yeah, it, it it seems to be a problem. It definitely seems to be a problem. And I guess oh, no one man. gives a shit. Because I you guess. know, if we saw it, fucking know someone else was like. What the? Eh, who gives a fuck? No one watches this shit anyway. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, they can't get it right. But yeah. we'll keep going. Um, the next match is Larry Zabisco versus Joy Mags, the cruncher Larry Zabisco, or as the commercial stated before they went to commercial, the graphic said Captain Crunch is up next. So he's the cruncher Larry Zabisco, and he's Captain Crunch too, I guess. I don't know. Good shit. Rick Rude joins JR on commentary and asks JR, since I already beat Sting, then who is the favorite between me and Sting? And Rick Rude's got a good point. JR just won't admit it, though, that Rude might be superior to Sting. But he did beat Sting, although he injured his knee when he beat him, but he did beat him several months back. So anyway, thoughts on this, Crockett? Uh, Well, I have two timestamps, but both of them are, are Rick Rude commentary, which uh, I, I think I got across last week that I love Rick Rude on commentary. He was great last week, and he was good this week here. Um, uh, but actually, before that, though, um, at one point, I don't have a timestamp on this, but Joy Mags is on the outside, and Medusa throws a kick, like, right across his chest, and Joey Mags, like... I wouldn't say he no sells it, but he like kind of barely sells it, which is interesting considering what goes on later. We'll get to that in the main event, I think. But yeah, I don't know where 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 it is, but it's coming up here where he he takes a, a big kick, a karate kick, as Jim Ross likes to call them, uh, from Medusa, and just kind of staggers slightly, and that's it, really. No sells the shit out of it. I wouldn't say no sells, but kind of, kind of. I think it's coming up right here. But uh, hey, you just got jumped outside. Here it comes. Yeah. I mean, oh, he, he, no he sells it, it but, but he doesn't. Uh, oh, yeah, that was should... fucked up. He should have sold that more because that looked good. 
Yeah, he, yeah. He might, might gone, might, maybe he should have gone down because she's, you know, she's a trained wrestler. Yeah. I mean, he sold it, but then, like, he immediately pops up and fires up like he's about to punch her. Yeah, yeah. Like, here it comes. Bam. He sells it, and he's like, oh, I'm about to go yeah, get it. Yeah, he's, like, coming back. <laughs> he's coming yeah. back with his fist balled up. Yeah, he sure was. It looked good, though. Interesting. Like something happens later in the main event of the show that then we'll see we'll see something else with Medusa. But uh, as for the time stamp with Rick Rude, uh, he talks about the ninja at sixteen oh five. Oh shoot! I was right there. Hold on. Hey, let me hit play from here. This is at sixteen. Opening up a wide advantage on jumping Joey Max. You know what amazes me, Jim? There is no phone, there are no fingerprints, but yet you accuse Paul Lee of being disguised as a ninja. Well, the fans will be able to see a little bit later that videotape, and they can be, the, be their own judge. I don't want to take their opinion. That's only my opinion. If the alleged telephone is found, and fingerprints are pulled off of it, and they belong to Paul Lee, well, then we'll admit it. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> the fingerprints from the cell phone. Get a private investigator on this thing. Get a PI on the case. Oh man, you said you had another one too. Yeah, it's coming right up. Seventeen oh five. They talk about uh, the former world champion. All right, let's go to that. Here it is. Butcher wants to give this guy a little more punishment. The funny thing about the whole situation, Ross, was this. I dealt out more punishment in two minutes to Sting's face than the so-called world champion could do all night long. Well, you've got a good point there. I agree with that. Mags is barely able to... Ooh. We got Barry Luger more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. That was, that was a shot. That was a shot. Oh, man. Any others, Crockett? No, that's it. Uh, I love... I love... <laughs> I never thought I'd say I'd love Larry Zbysko, but I love his, his his yelling during the match and his selling. He's always like, what are you doing that? <laughs> the tone of his voice the entire time. And whenever he gets hit, he's oof, oof, oof. I just, I really find myself enjoying Larry Zbysko, which is not where I thought I'd be here talking about this. But uh, that that was good. Uh, I, also, I also want to mention that Luger, he debuts at WrestleMania in a video this year. So in next month, he's appears at WrestleMania. Well, he doesn't appear at WrestleMania, but through through a video promoting the yeah. WBF. So that's where we see Luger next. Um, so so for a year, he was in that WBF, wasn't he? Uh, was it a full no, year? No, I think WBF went under before the end of this year. Oh, uh, I think he made his official debut at the Rumble in '93. I think he'll officially. Uh, well, I mean, when does he show up on the on the aircraft carrier? That's that'd be July fourth of. I don't know if that's ninety three or ninety four. I think it was around. I think probably was ninety four. DM Hardbody Harper if you know the answer to that. <laughs> no. He wants to know. He's asking. DM he wants God. to know. Oh, good luck with that one. Uh, the finish of the match, Larry Zabisco hits Mags with a brain buster, and Larry Zabisco wins by pin. Uh, we go to commercial, and Ricky Steamboat gives us a PSA about saying no to steroids and no, I'm not playing it. <laughs> Just kid stuff. We then go to the WCW Magazine segment with Eric Bischoff this week, and Bischoff says Pillman is featured in a centerfold 
in this month's edition of the magazine centerfold i always thought the dirty magazines had centerfolds not oh, necessarily yeah. the wcw magazines those girls Read in the front row a few weeks ago are picking that up and he's turned in his turn-ons <laughs> say it again hopper remember those i get a back to it have like their their turn-offs and their turn-ons and favorite food like we give a shit <laughs> like oh oh she likes sports cars ah I still got a Mustang. Maybe I can get her. <laughs> nice, nice, yeah. Um, so he's on the centerfold. We then see a replay of last week when Morton was cheating to beat Armstrong in the aftermath of that. And then they throw to Morton and Bad versus Pillman and Morton from the Sunday Night Main Event show that we don't review. And Johnny B. Bad knocked out his own partner, Morton, by accident. And then he just said, F it. Um, from there, let me go to, I got a timestamp. I got to play here, but any thoughts so far, Crockett on the, on what we saw in terms of the replay and everything? No, they're just trying to set up, uh, yeah, light heavyweights going forward. Yeah. Which is you brought up last week. So I'm going to play this portion of it, um, from Eric Bischoff. Cause he mentioned something here. We reported on the negotiations between WCW Executive Vice President K. Allen Fry and the top-rated international tag team of Dr. Death Steve Williams and Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Now, my sources would not confirm that Williams and Gordy had signed with WCW, but the mere mention of the fact solicited some very interesting but unofficial comments from Diamond Dallas Page, who took it upon himself to speak for WCW. In fact, because of the comments made on national television last week by Page, WCW Executive Vice President K. Allen Fry has issued the following statement. Effective immediately and until further notice, Diamond Dallas Page is prohibited from appearing in any interview or discussion relating to any aspect of WCW policy, negotiations, or plans. Diamond Dallas Page is not authorized to act officially or unofficially as spokesperson for WCW, its sanctioning committee, or its executive committee. Furthermore, any breach of this notice by Diamond Dallas Page, directly or indirectly, may result in fines, suspension, or permanent forfeiture of his WCW license. Well, WCW officials have refused to comment further on the negotiations with Williams and Gordy, which leads me to believe that talks are still ongoing. I do know that Williams and Gordy are represented by a Japanese group, and perhaps that is what's stalling the discussions. Well, Jim Ross has spoken to Dr. Death and will comment on the situation later on the wrestling hotline. As a matter of fact, the Ross report also talks about Sting's biggest challenge for the WCW World's title. And I think you may be very surprised by what you hear. Tomorrow on the main event. Bro, what the shit? <laughs> what? Just weird. DDP, so DDP what dropped. DDP, what, what was so egregious? Because he, he he failed the piss test. No, he talked about <laughs> the possibility of Gordy and Williams. In spe- right, so I mean, what did he do that was so bad? He speculated? I mean, like, what? what's the crime here? <laughs> Yeah, the, we talked about when they played this that it was just weird just from the get-go that they just have this random promo with DDP talking about Williams and Gordy. And then, yeah, it, they just now they get this whole thing. And it, it's not that he's not suspended from TV. It, they just say he can't do interviews or have discussions relating to WCW <laughs> policy. 
It's like, well, I don't understand. It's just, it's just a very strange thing that they're putting time into on this TV show. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know if this was a rib or some other dumb shit, but this is, this was dumb. Do we ever because see it's so, uh, K Fry, uh, Kip Fry? Yeah, we saw him yeah, on the, was, um, on the Clash. We? Yeah, we he was, saw him he was on the, the Clash. He was the bald guy with the sting at the, uh, at the uh, victory party. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and then he was there. Yeah, but we've seen him. I mean, they formally introduced him. So I mean, we we yeah, we've seen him a, a couple of times. But he's this like is their just Jack re- Tony. <sighs> he's like their no, because Jack Tony was he was just the figurehead. This guy is actually the guy, and he's put yeah. himself on TV and put himself over. Oh, that's yeah, true. This, this guy is is literally the 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 EVP of WCW, but uh, I mean, he's not worse than Hurd. I can tell you that much, but you know, I don't know if that really says much to be honest. All right. Uh, yeah, that was just really odd. So DDP can't speak on behalf of WCW and make any comments or anything. It's just really, really just an odd. They almost like make it sound like he, had like some kind of pipe bomb promo and yeah, now he's been silenced. I don't get it. Anyway. Yeah, I'm interested. Like, if anything happens with Williams and Gordy and DDP once they show up, probably uh, not. I don't remember anything happening, but it's been a while. Gordy and Doctor Death. It feels like there's still a ways. I don't. This is March, and I think they're like a, still a a ways away from getting there. I don't know. A good two months, maybe something like that. I have no idea. Yeah. It's like another, none of this. It comes in. It's like another, they're like two months away or something. But anyway, I I don't remember DDP playing a part of it outside of this bull crap that we just watched. So there's that. All right. We go from weird to Greg Valentine versus Marcus Alexander Bagwell. They put Z-Man on commentary, and it just made me fast-forward this shit because I didn't want to listen to Z-Man. Come on. We see a replay of last week. I don't know, Crockett. Let me go to you. Z-Man's on commentary. I have trouble sleeping at night, but whenever I put on a match that he's in, I go right to sleep. So what's that tell you? Yeah, I saw you and some some listeners uh, having a nice snooze. Yeah. There's a video uh, on Facebook. Yeah, Will Hartke, uh BTT Hall of Famer, was in town for the Metallica concert recently. Oh, and, yeah, I saw you post a picture. And uh, he told me, like, a couple months ahead of time he was going to be in town. So I told uh, another person who lives in the DFW area, uh, Mikey and DFW on Twitter, and then uh, I did tell Lance, but Lance was preoccupied for the night. He was dripping in snatch, so he couldn't make it. Um, Doc, you know, Doc's kayfabe. He doesn't show up. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Doc's still, you know. Yeah. Um, working that game. Right. <laughs> so, so anyway, we all, yeah, we, we, we all hooked up, met. All the wives were there, too. So it was, a, it was a night out, and we recorded a video of us watching a Z-Man match in which we fell asleep inside of five seconds. And, yeah, that was that. I don't know what to say. It was a good time, though. We had fun. I, 
I, I, I, I do really enjoy uh, them bringing someone different on commentary for each match, but Z-Man and then with someone else, uh, Brett Armstrong later, the baby faces on commentary, it's just, there's just nothing there. There's just no personality whatsoever on most, if not all the baby faces that end up doing commentary. So I could get, I could take or leave most of them, but uh, yeah, Z-Man is, yeah, he's just there. Um, it's kind of funny because until Jim Ross mentioned that last week there was an issue with uh, Bagwell's neck, I had forgotten about it. But like they made a huge big deal. He had this like makeshift neck brace on for that that uh, six man match, and he was stun gun for the finish. You know, further aggravating the neck. And this week is 100 percent. And really, there's the like I said, the only reason I know is because Jim Ross actually brought it up on commentary. Yeah, look at everything the next was, Everything yeah, was airtight, fine. brother. You put some... <laughs> everything we did mattered. Everything was airtight, brother. Come on, you know that. Yep. Yeah. No, uh, no ill effects right there. Yeah, man. I mean, he even came out in that, later in that show with that neck brace and or towel or whatever. Eh. Yeah. Now he's out there bumping for Valentine because it's airtight. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm with you on the Z-Man stuff. And whenever... You know, it's when Rude and Paul Lee are on commentary, the interaction with JR is much more interesting. And they do a great job of like being heel color commentators. And you don't get that with Armstrong and especially Z Man, who's out there just to put you to sleep. I mean, sorry, Chris Zoncha. Uh, sorry, oh, Christopher Zoncha. All right. Well, yeah. in terms of the. In terms of the match, Taylor makes his way to ringside. Terrence Taylor, that is, the tailor-made man. So Z-Man leaves the commentary booth. Uh, Z-Man and Taylor end up brawling on the outside. Z-Man knocks Taylor out for a second. In the ring, Bagwell is tripped by Taylor hitting the when he hits the ropes. Z-Man comes in and tells the ref what happens because he can't stop sticking his nose in other people's business. Uh, Z-Man just got himself involved in an ass-whooping <laughs> A figure four by Valentine by the time this is over. Uh, the end gets clipped because we immediately end up in another segment. But I just kept thinking, Z-Man, why'd you get involved in this? You just caused trouble for yourself, and now you're in a figure four. You're going to see it in a minute when they work to the end. What did you think about the finish, Crockett? I, mean, I thought it was okay setting up a, a tag match. So it was mission accomplished there. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was a match, as they like to say. Unfortunately, for us, you see what's Z Man doing? Why is he involved? Like, and why is he is wearing this? his gear if he's doing commentary? <laughs> there you go, Hopper. Tell him. What the fuck? Tell him. Tell him. Tell him. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And then he punches Valentine. Bitch, mind your business. Yeah, mind your business. I said, mind your business. <sighs> this guy. Well, like also during this bucks. match, they mentioned the Japan Super Show, Jim Ross does, and never heard it me- mentioned at all until this. And, and apparently it, it's been on, and they, they it's, he says it's gonna only going to be on for a couple more days. You can get it on pay-per-view. I guess it was available for, like, the month. But uh, Japan Super Show, the new Japan Super Show 2 was apparently on pay-per-view at this time. And I guess, I guess they didn't want to... Uh, it to cut into any buys for Super Brawl 2, but they're fi- they're talking about the show that's been apparently on pay-per-view for a while and will only be available for a couple more days. So that was right, yeah. Like, 
You're like, okay, talk about it now. Go. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is it may have been on footage that we've watched, but it could have been clipped off. But to be honest, yeah, it. Uh, they them not mentioning it up until now is interesting. <laughs> um. All right. We we go from the end of Z Man and and Bagwell and Valentine and all that to a clip of Rick Rude versus Steamboat from Super Raw 2 when the ninja potated Steamboat with the phone. Missy then goes to the locker room, and that's when we see Paulie with the ninja outfit on in the dressing room. That's what we talked about on Super Brawl. Again, you become you can become a patron and listen to that at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Uh, and then from there, Jim Ross is going to throw to a Ricky, Ricky, Steam, Ricky Steamboat promo. Um, I don't really have anything from it, Crockett. It was really some meat and potatoes stuff. Did you have anything of interest from this? No, I mean, uh, Ricky, good, um, passionate promo. I just want to hear from the ninja. I want to hear what happened that night, where the real ninja was. That's all I want to know. Yeah, that's explain. It's the only interest that I have in this, and I don't think we're going to get that information. Right, where was he? And so where? So where is the real ninja? Did he just leave? <laughs> this is like the Albert and Costello <laughs> who's on first skit. I mean, where except, is he? Except in WCW 92. Harper, I never forget. Harper asked a couple weeks ago and last week, so who was the ninja? And I go, he was just some random guy in a suit that they did as part of this angle for the pay-per-view. And he's like, but who was he supposed to be? And once again, I said, he was just some guy in a ninja suit running around the ring, just setting things up for the pay-per-view. And Hopper keeps it. But who who was he supposed to be? He wasn't supposed to be anyone. And then Hopper's like, but he couldn't. That doesn't make sense. It's like a who's on first skit. I don't know what to say. It doesn't because he there was a real ninja. Yes. And then Paul E. did something the way he disguised himself as the real ninja. We've seen this all the time in those in like Super Friends in the Spider Man cartoons. <laughs> when someone they fucking kidnap Spider Man or something and like the shocker dresses up like Spider Man and he robs the banks and they go, Oh man, Spider Man turned into an asshole. So where's the real Spider Man at? Exactly. It's like I don't they had think... an idea like three weeks before the pay per view. We wanna get Polly banned and then have him show up to ringside somehow. And so let's get a short dumpy guy and make him a ninja so we can right. have Paul E be the ninja at the pay-per-view and then we'll forget about it. Yeah, so so who was he? <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was nobody Hopper. It was a random enhancement talent in a ninja outfit. Let's say Joey Mags. I'm gonna say but, it was Joey Mags. What I'm saying is if I was Steamboat, I'll be like, So what happened to him? What'd you do with him, Paulie? I still haven't heard from him. You're right. (laughs) Right. Maybe maybe JYD ate him. Come on. Steamboat Steamboat should be... I I can see what you're saying. Steamboat should be questioning what happened to his ninja. Yeah, where's my friend at? Because because that's true. He was with Steamboat. So did you kidnap him? Where's he at? Did you stuff him in a locker room? Did JYD munch on him? Where's he at? He's he's mad about losing a title match. There's a missing person out there. Come on. Exactly. Right. Come on. You put one of those alerts on your phone. 
<laughs> Everything was airtight, brother. Oof, all right. Well, we'll keep going. Ron Simmons wearing the fucking headband. The Malcolm X headband, yeah. He looks like Power Man, bro, for the comic <laughs> books. Luke Cage. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not complaining because Ron Simmons is out there tagging with JYD versus Mike Thor and George South. And while Harper's saying, why does Ron Simmons have a headband on, Ron Simmons looks like he stepped out of a comic book as a superhero, and he's tagging with JYD, who is once again in terrible shape. Yeah. I'd love to ask Simmons what he thought about tagging with JYD during this time period. This is just weird to look at because Simmons is truly on the upswing and headed to yes. better, bigger and better heights. I mean, for God's sake, he's he's on the verge of greatness. And JYD, I would say he's nearing the end, but um, I mean, this this is he nears the end for a few years, but he's just at the end of it. Uh, even though he's going to wrestle for a while, uh, Jr. joined by Cactus on commentary, and Cactus tells a big lie on commentary and says, "Look at the dog. You can tell he's been training." <laughs> training for what in competitive eating contests come on man that's your hero it, Maybe but he i mean I, I, no that ninja suit would not fit him maybe he was like chris farley he was a no. Beverly hills ninja no no. <laughs> no anyway any i got some thoughts so hopper you first thoughts on what simmons thought about tagging with jyd during his time period if you have any at first, he was probably like, oh, this is cool, because he's. I'm sure he probably kind of, I would say he would look up to him, but they probably may have started at the same time, you think? No, no. No? No, no. I mean, well, Ron started. At this point, right? Yeah, Ron's only a few years in, and Dog's been around since the late 70s, so. Yeah, so he's um, probably like, oh, you know, I get to work with this guy that was, you know, a black Superman. Yeah. Big black okay. star in the, yeah. If then once you see him, you're like, oh fuck. Disappointed, yeah. Right. Um, your thoughts, Crockett? Yeah, basically, yeah. He yeah. he yeah. he knows that he drew a lot of money and did a lot of stuff in mid south, but uh once he's in there with them, it's kinda like, oh, you know, he's kinda gotta prop him up a little bit. And so- thoughts on cactus telling a lie. About the dog being in great shape. What do you think you about that? Wrestling's a big lie, so it's just that's a small lie compared to the big overall. Yeah, but Cactus is a heel lying for a baby face. Well, you can't you can't say that the guy's fat and out of shape, so you gotta kinda you build them up to tear him down, basically. I guess. All right. Well uh JYD is going to hit uh Hit the thump, I think, on Mike Thor, and then yeah, he pins him. There you go. Beat that white boy. <laughs> it's Montgomery, One, bitch. Two. Jesus, Hopper. And that's that. Um, we'll continue. The next match is Man, Brian Pillman. Like shit. Go back. <laughs> go back when he puts his arms up. Okay, I'll pause it for you so you can God, make fun of him. Damn, bro. Well, and he looks worse because he's right next to Ron look, look, Simmons. Yeah, look at this shit. Oh, I mean, God. Ron, Ron's got big traps and shoulders and chest and 
yeah, he's built like a brick shit house, and then JYD just looks like shit. Yeah. It's, it's very unfortunate, man. He looks really bad. Yep. And you've seen those pictures. I posted them before when he's jacked and ripped. It's crazy how you can go from a thousand to like zero just like that. Yeah. Next match. Battle of some light heavyweights. Brian Pillman versus Ricky Morton. This is the point, and Crockett was talking about earlier, where Brad Armstrong joins JR on commentary. Uh, this, this match, I believe, is non-title, but they don't really say. They call it a special challenge match between these two. So I went with non-title. They really didn't clarify. I don't think it matters. But let me go to you, Crockett. Your thoughts on this thing? Yeah, so I mean, I, basically, Alexander York is gone. York Foundation's done. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about them. Yeah, out of sight, out of mind. I don't know if Dusty pulled her off TV when he found out about her and uh, Dustin, but but I don't know. Well, we she's, we know he didn't like gone. that too much. Yeah, uh, he wasn't a fan. We found out. Uh, we talked about it on a uh, what was that? Uh, oh, it, like the biography was it? Biography, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's on Patreon, folks. Patreon. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. That's right, bro. So yeah. Also, I want to mention, uh, you know, the York Foundation is done, and apparently the Young Pistols are, if not done, they will be very soon. Apparently, Steve Armstrong is gone by April, and he ends up in the WWF in October as uh, Lance Cassidy. So, it looks like the Young Pistols are done, the York Foundation is done, so a couple of uh, heel tandems are uh, done as of this moment here in 1992. Um, the match was. Uh, Okay, it was it was good. Uh, it wasn't it was it wasn't a liger and, and pillman for sure. Uh, the finish, uh, well, you'll get into the finish, but uh, yeah, the match was serviceable, not as high flying as you'd uh, expect from a light heavyweight match. So some uh, mat work and arm work, but it was fine as a match. Uh, the finish, yeah, there was. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, yeah. It definitely wasn't Liger and Pillman, but that's hard to match, to be real, because uh, oh, yeah. those two just went out there and tore it up. Uh, Pillman is teeing off on Morton in the corner. Uh, Pillman does a power slam to Morton, but Morton kicks out. Um, Pillman is about to do a horrible-looking bridge here. Yeah. Uh, this is really awkward. I don't know how to describe it. It's It just looked disjointed. Um. He wins, it was, it but it did leaves. not look right. Did you yeah, see that? It was the, yeah, because he's frustrated. He's he's pissed. <laughs> it was yes, one of those DDP run, get, get the win and run out of there as fast as you can. Yeah, it just seemed weird. They do this, you know, Pillman slides under Morton. I don't know what, what he was really, well, I know what he was going for, but. I it's actually Morton? it's the exact they, they put it over in commentary. It's the exact same roll up that he won the, he used to, at Super Brawl to win the title from Liger, but it went just horribly wrong. <laughs> First yeah. of all, yeah, he Morton wasn't lined up right, so we had to kind of move him into position to be able to to roll over him, and they're near the ropes in the corner, so 
he's almost like <laughs> there. Pillman holds up his his uh, foot so he doesn't hit the ropes because they're yeah. basically in the corner in the ropes. So yeah, it just did not go well. He, he they saved it as best they could so they didn't they were under the ropes and the ref had to like stop his counter or anything. But it was it was kind of ugly. Yeah, it was uh, definitely ugly. What were you about to say, Auburn? I just waiting for him to, uh, for Morton to turn uh, face. Um, you realize we're Smoky Mountain has already started right here. Oh shit, that's right. I forgot about that. So like, oh yeah, so that means Morton ain't much longer for this. That's for true. This, uh, I forgot for this promotion at this time. Yeah, I think they just need him to be a heel because they have a baby face that heavyweight champ. But uh, yeah, I guess he's not long for this. And the York Foundation is done, but Tommy Rich is still Thomas Rich, and Ricky Morton is still Richard Morton. In case anybody's keeping track. Mm-hmm. Next match: Sting versus Mark Canterbury. Yep, the uh, um, future Tex Lasner, and uh, later, uh, I mean, Harper mentioned the Godwins earlier. The future Henry Godwin. I think this this is his first appearance, right? I don't remember seeing him before, and I didn't look it up. But but he's in great shape here. He looks good. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we don't get to see much size. Oh, it, this ends quick. Like a, uh, <laughs> like a Scott Hall uh, impersonator. He does with the <laughs> with the hair. It's the hair. <laughs> the old school Scott Hall with the mustache. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the hair. Um, it's the hair and the um, and the kind of like five o'clock shadow. I think too. Yeah. It kind of, but he does. But this, as good as he looks, because he bumped really good, this match is like less than a minute. Sting comes off the top rope with a splash and wins. It was like yeah. 40 seconds maybe. Yeah, I just want to get the world champ over strong, I guess. Yeah, you got to. I mean, I get it. I'm not saying it should have went 10 minutes or anything. Right. Uh, it makes sense. Do you have any other thoughts, Crockett? No, there's really nothing else to say. They just, uh, yeah, Mark Canterbury looked good, and I guess we'll probably see a lot more of him. Let's go to Sting now, who's going to cut a promo at ringside after the match. Here it is. It was Sting. Yeah, pretty much Sting. <laughs> that was Sting. Yeah. What, what, what else do you say, right? Right. Yeah. Ow! <laughs> um, 
All right, let's keep going. JR throws to, in the next segment, we'll go to commercial comeback, and JR throws to Worldwide Wrestling. And the Steiners defeated Larry Zabisco and Bobby Eaton in like less than 10 seconds when Scott hit Larry with a Frankensteiner. Uh, then we go to back to Worldwide, and Arn and Bobby attack Bagwell in a match he was involved in. Paul Lee is yelling on the microphone, and you can't hear a thing. But then we end up with the Steiners brawling with Arn and Bobby uh, as they did like a run-in. This crowd was like super hot where they're at with this worldwide taping. Um, anyway, uh, let me throw it to you, Crockett. We hadn't seen this footage before. Any thoughts on what they showed here? All I just thought was how much you must have loved this, the fact that it was Larry and Bobby Eaton as the opponents for the Steiner brothers there because you are uh, you get very upset when it's not the championship team in there. I just don't get it. Like it's, it just feels like it's the laziness. dangerous alliance is mo. They 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 tease you, they taunt you. They're not going to give you the champs when you want them. You know what? That's a plausible explanation. You're falling for it. You're you're yeah. You fucking mark. You're getting worked. Oh, yeah. kiss my ass. <laughs> I'm just, I just don't. Well, okay. They need to say that then. Explain I it. Do. I don't. Okay, maybe so. I guess, but it just, it just feels like, okay, here's my problem. And again, somebody will send me a clip as soon as I say this, when Tully and Arn were the champs on Saturday night, were we constantly seeing flair tag with one of them and not put the belts on the line when we saw them? No. Like they were still putting the belts on the line or even if it was only an arm, they would put the belts on the line, but they would get out cheating. That's what I mean. Like wrestle, but cheat to get out of it. That's why I feel like it's almost, it's almost too cheap. But what do I know? I'm not a world-class ROH referee like Crockett used to be. Oh, he's a garbage. (laughs) But I hear you. I hear you. And then here come the Steiners. And let me tell you, the crowd, this clip that they show with the Steiners and Arn and Bobby, man, the crowd is going crazy. They're loving this shit, seeing these four guys go at it. And Arn bumping like a son of a gun for Rick. And then Bobby taking a sidewalk slam. This is good shit, pal. Crowd was on fire. Oh, yeah. Bobby, you can take that Steiner line. (laughs) Rick, Rick Steiner is pounding Arn. Good God. Ugh, good stuff. Um, oh, this right here. Yeah, we got to play this. <laughs> Ready, Hopper? Let's go. Who wants a PSA from the Freebirds? Well, here it is. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we've done some crazy things in our life and time. Many crazy things, but not stupid things. Not stupid thing. Not like walking in front of a train. That would kill you. Or jumping out of an airplane without a parachute. That would kill you too. Or, or doing, doing steroids. <laughs> That'll really kill you. So take it from the birds. Have a good time and beat everybody you can. But stay off the juice. Yeah. Okay. I thought we played this one before, but no. But this is phenomenal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold, I, I got to get this again. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've done some crazy things in our life and time. Many crazy things, but not 
stupid thing. Not stupid thing. Not like walking in front of a train. That would kill you. Or jumping out of an airplane without a parachute. That would kill you, too. Or, or doing, doing steroids. <laughs> That'll really kill you. So take it from the birds. Have a good time and beat everybody you can. But stay off the juice. Yeah. Man. Make sure it's very specific and only talk about don't do steroids. Let's not mention any other drugs. Just right. steroids. Stay off them. I just love the fact that they use the slang of it. Stay off the juice. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> Stay off the juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He what sounds the like fuck? Paul Stanley <laughs> when he did that. My God. Oh. Just stay off the juice. Fuck, they need to get on the juice. <laughs> exactly. I was just like kissed. I yeah. couldn't. Not... <laughs> Jimmy Garvin with his double chin. Oh my goodness. Yeah. His the the look that the look that Garvin has right now with the Fu Manchu kind of in in these glasses in the oh my. I don't even know how to... How, Harper, what would you describe Jimmy Garvin's look right now? Like a sleazy uh, strip club owner. <laughs> yeah, he's working. He's, he owns a bar. Yeah, a strip don't be club. Giving away, yeah, don't be giving away drinks, assholes. He's a DJ. I, I, oh, God, that's even worse. <laughs> At the fucking strip club. What kind of colognes this asshole got on, Harper? Oh, uh He's probably Brute. wearing that Adidas cologne that we just saw the commercial for. You think he had something that classy? Or old oh, spice? yeah. No, no, no. He's got uh, expensive shit. Uh, I think oh, he just uses right guard spray. With that look? No, trust me. Because he thinks, <laughs> oh, bro, I wear this fancy cologne. I'm going to get some ass. Jesus Christ. Oh, I, well, I got an update on the Freebirds before we move on, Mike. Yes, we t we talked about last week the fact that they were they're promoting that the Freebirds are doing a concert at the Hawks game. Right. Yes. And the um, <laughs> I found a little blurb on it online. I believe it was from uh, Maeve Deltzer, as you like to say. Uh, the Freebirds did a thirty-minute seven-song concert. Oh, for fuck's how many sake. minutes? 30. thirty minutes. A half an hour. These fucking idiots. <laughs> After the Atlanta Hawks game, yeah. Oh, God. I don't know how many people stuck around. Doing what? what? Oh, what? Apparently, they, they like, I, I'm just picturing them walking up and down the aisles with the stupid headsets on and just lip syncing. But apparently, they had, they had an actual band, and they say it was actually pretty well received. And what was, it, it looks what like, was, I don't know if it's what on. What was the date of that Hawks game? The date of the Hawks game, whatever the date of last week's show was, the seventh, I think. And Hawks, March seventh. That's what I thought. Nineteen ninety-two. And there was a link to a clip of the concert, and I clicked the link, and it was dead. I was oh. so pissed off. But it says it actually aired in April on on WCW TV. I'm not sure if it is Saturday night, and you'll we'll see this in a month in April, Man. but hopefully. Damn it! I was trying to look up the attendance for that for that game i was just curious like how many hold on i may have found it i wanted to see how many people were at that game 
Uh, it's not on. It's not on basketball. Uh, pro basketball reference. Pro. Yeah, basketballreference.com is where I could usually get it from. Damn it. Okay. I wanted to see what the what the attendance was, but they don't have it listed. Oh, damn. They lost that night to the Cleveland Cavaliers, 110 to 94 for the record. God. So whatever it was, it was Mark Price, dog. Yeah, Mark Price was on that team, yep. Yeah. Uh, So they played seven songs in 30 minutes? Yes. Good God. Can you imagine that, Hopper? Dude. Played what? That's what I want to know. Bad (laughs) Street? Bad Street, right? Yeah, and that new one. That's it. They must have had a lot of guitar solos. <laughs> yeah. I, I, the last thing I want to do is listen to Michael Hayes for 30 minutes singing. Oh. Yeah. But like Crockett said. After, at least they put it after the game so you can leave. After the game, yeah. That way you didn't have to listen to it through the whole halftime. Right. All right. Um, did y'all notice when so the next match is Rick Rude versus Greg Casey and Rude does the thing where he swivels his hips, obviously. Did y'all have a did did you have a note, Crockett, about this oh, yeah. this dude <laughs> swiveling his hips and doing some dick dancing in a crowd? Oh, yeah. Look at this guy, Hopper. Did you see him? No. Oh, oh my god, look at this asshole. <laughs> Go back. Oh yeah, yeah, I am, I am. Give me the commentary, Hopper. Man. Thoughts? First of all, what kind of shirt is that? It looks like a oh. fish or a feather. I think that's supposed to be a palm tree. <laughs> I think he looks like a jackass. Looks like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Look at this dude. God. Get a little Bruce Pritchard in the face. Yeah. All I'm trying to say is if you're not a patron, you got to become one so you can see this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, Rick probably does that shit like in a mirror every day, all day. Right, right. <laughs> it's a guy in the crowd who looks to be maybe 18 years old, and he's imitating Rick Rude swiveling his hips. He's about 270. Yeah. Well, Rick Rude... Um, He's going to make quick work of this Greg Casey guy. Whips his ass pretty quick. Hits him with the rude awakening. Any thoughts, Crockett? Uh, no, just Ricky Steamboat's on commentary and just refuses to talk about the real story, as we mentioned earlier, with the ninja. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, it was a pretty quick match, as usual, for a recruit squash. But the I, I really enjoyed uh, the pin. Yeah, we'll see it in a second. Uh, yes. Here it comes. Rude awakening. And Rude puts his ass on this guy's face to pin him. Real classy. Yeah, it's, it's not not chin nuts, chin cheeks. What a class act. He gave him an ass cheek. What a class act. Chin cheeks. You know, I got to admit, I wanted Hopper to chill out with the with the ninja. But the more I get into this, I'm like... Can somebody tell us what happened to the ninja? Did Ricky Steamboat's ninja get kidnapped or person napped? Where is he? Where is this asshole at, man? Because Paul E. wasn't the original ninja. Right. No, that we know for sure. Right. So so who and where 
What? <laughs> what the fuck happened to him? Oh no! Did he go back to <sighs> Japan? Watch <laughs> 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 the Japan Super Show. Yeah, choking. He's a booker at fucking Dragon Gate now. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. <laughs> All right, the next match, we got Scott Steiner versus Steve Austin in the main event for this week's show. Paul Lee rejoins JR on commentary, and Paul Lee is airing out all of his grievances. He's not happy. He hates that he's being forced to wrestle in these upcoming eight-man tag matches, and he's not having it, and he's having a meltdown on commentary. This match is for the TV title, and I have several timestamps to play just from some of the incredible bumps that these guys were taking. Uh, Crockett, I guess I'll throw to you. I'll tell you right now before you uh, join in. I've got 115, 119.05, 120.35. I've got like four different timestamps of these bumps. So I don't know if you have any, but I figured I'd blurt them out before you tell me yours. No, I don't have any. So, yeah, go, go to them. Yeah, I mean, so this is this is a really good competitive match. Uh, I don't, you know, you, you got Austin, obviously, who's very talented, and Scott Steiner at this point, you know, he's made a big name for himself uh, as a tag champ. But at about the 115.30 mark, here it comes. We're going to get a, a boot to the gut and then that double arm, uh, underhook kind of powerbomb, uh, or suplex actually by Scott to Austin. It just looks incredible because Austin, I mean, he looks kind of slender next to Scott, but he's still a big man. Yeah. Um, oh, and then he hits him. Almost with a lost him. Whirl. Yeah. He almost lost him on that tilt the world. But um, he's, I mean, I'm just saying, Scott is picking up Austin with no trouble whatsoever, which is, again, I'm just amazed in that in itself that, that he can do that. Um, about the 118 mark, we're going to get a suplex by Austin uh, to to Scott. Um, I think he brings him back in a ring that way. Oh, no, he was already back in. Maybe I wrote the wrong timestamp down. Or here it comes. And the crowd is into this as I'm saying that. Super I don't know. City. It just, yeah, it just, it looks good. You know, they're. They're just going at it, man, and you don't see that every every week on here. Uh, 119.05, Austin nails Scott with a big old lariat as Scott comes off the, the ropes. Uh, then we're going to get another one where Scott takes Austin from an abdominal stretch into a powerbomb. Let me get to that one because this was another one that was just excellent. Here it comes. So they're working up, and... He's in an abdominal stretch. It's a pump and handle. Scott's yeah. pump handle. Ah, oh, I missed it. I, okay, that's what it was. So he pump handle slams him. And again, Austin's a big man, and Scott Steiner is manhandling him. And it all looks good, and it's two guys, just two big bastards going at it. Uh, and then from there, did you have anything else before I go into the finish of it? No, I, I don't have a timestamp on it, but the, I wanted to um, – when Scott's outside the ring on the right on the right side, and uh, Medusa gives him a little something, I don't know where that is, unfortunately. Yeah, that was earlier. It was probably about three four minutes ago. I don't have the timestamp though either. Um, was it around the one eighteen? Let me see. 
Uh, yeah, it's right around here. Yeah. I might have been before this. You think it was when he first went out? Yeah. Oh, when he, when she kicked him? Yeah. So All right, go ahead and tell the people what happens when Scott flies over the top. Yeah, so basically she's on uh, he's on the floor on all fours, Scott Steiner is, and and Medusa gives him like, you know, a punt to the to the ribs and he kinda um you know flips onto his back, which is more than Joy Mags gave her earlier on. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's again, great callback to it because she kicked Mags really hard and he sold it for like a half a second and then fires up like he's gonna punch her. Which was kind of crazy. All right, the finish. So we get a double arm underhook power bomb by Scott to Austin, followed by a power slam, which is followed by a Frankensteiner. Scott is about to win, but the Dangerous Alliance hits the ring to stop the pin. Um, I mean, he's he's literally throwing Austin all over the place. And again, you just don't see this. I mean, I know this isn't Stone Cold Steve Austin. But I'm, you just don't see guys just man hit that the Frankensteiner wasn't all that great. But yeah. hey, it is. Yeah, it is. Paulie's on commentary and he's screaming "Plan B, Plan B" as as the finish <laughs> is happening. So yeah, the run in. That's when the run in happens. So Rick Steiner, the Dangerous Alliance hit the ring. Rick Steiner hits the ring, and uh, uh, they end up hitting arm with a bulldog off the top rope, and uh, the Steiners clear the ring. But it's a DQ. So Scott doesn't win the he wins the match, but he doesn't win the belt. Uh, but this was really a solid back and forth match. Just great bumps by both guys. Very very competitive, and I say that because I mean you don't always get competitive matches on Saturday night, and this was a main event that gave you probably about twelve minutes easily of that, if not longer. So I just thought this was really good, and um. I mean, they're going to get my Rolex. I'm sorry, my Toot Toot Award. Uh, just going to give it out now because they did such a good job in this thing. But there's that. So that's how they go off air, though. So stuff was hitting the fan. The baby faces get the heels to powder. Uh, they're going off air. So we got to rate it and hand out the Toot Toot Award before we do it. Remember, become a patron. TinyURL.com slash Patreon BTT. Great way to not only support the show, but get tons of extra content. All the pay-per-views are there. All of the Clash of Champions are there. NWA Power Shows, ECW Shows with Mike Pru and JV, along with the NWA Power Shows with the Little Fella and Half Pint. TinyURL.com slash Patreon BTT. All right, Crockett, time to rate it. You go first. What are you going to rate this one? Uh, well, before that, I just wanted to acknowledge that they they go, they say, you know, we're out of time, we got to go. And then they go to um, a couple of, you know, promotion consideration. Then they come back, and there is like one little note at the very end that says, Medusa's wardrobe by CCs of Rome, and I was like, "Huh? What?" <laughs> they acknowledged like her, her wardrobe. Um, did you Google it? Uh, yes, I did. There it is. <laughs> and, okay. What do you have? It, it's not Rome, Italy, folks. Is it Rome, Georgia? Uh, apparently, or actually, I think it's in Kennesaw, Georgia. Oh my God! Yeah, I bet they're known for their fucking uh, fashion. <laughs> and unfortunately I, I, I they are permanently closed as of this recording so CC's of Rome is no longer a thing shocking they're closed mm. I wonder what it was a department store no huh what do you yeah, think? think it's so. a woman's yeah I mean she doesn't have a dildo on so of course come on you shouldn't talk like that <laughs> oh it's uh <laughs> 
CC's of Rome in Kennesaw, Georgia, dressing our customers in international fashions, prom, pageant, and formal wear for over, for over 50 years. Wow, so they lasted 50 years. Or oh, yeah. over 50 years. Yeah, primarily hmm. closed. I want to see when what did this store look like. Maybe it was like the Rome, Georgia version of Soul Train fashion. Well, they got a picture of it here. and it, I mean, it's somewhat... Uh, they got a Chrysler 300 in front of it, so it may have been the past 10 years. Wow, so it made it to... Oh, that would be pretty amazing. It's on, it's on Yelp. Oh. But we're listening. Continue. Let's see. He's It's coming, everybody. The magic. We're waiting. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm, try, I'm trying to find a good uh, Yelp review. Oh, I got you. <laughs> well, while you're trying to find a good Yelp review, rate it, Crockett, while we wait for him. Oh, so as... Uh... As I mentioned a couple times now, two-hour episodes, that uh, takes it down a notch. Um, I guess I'll give it, I mean, the main event, like you said, very good hard-hitting match between two good wrestlers. I will give it a B plus. I'm in agreement with you. I think I'm going to give it a B plus too. B plus. Uh, Harper, you ready to rate it, or are you still looking up a good Yelp review? They're not that good. It's just basic stuff. Oh, they got great prices and all. Yeah. <laughs> CC he's of Rome for, prom dress store. He's he's looking for a train wreck, like when we looked up the right. Motel Six in, right. in 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 the Smoky Mountain territory, and there was a Yelp review that said towels are stained with yellow. Stains are on the walls. <laughs> Doc's like, what is it with you wrestlers? Y'all can't keep your jizz in the right spot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so what are you going to rate it, Hopper? I give it a B. All right. A so B. B, B plus. I already said my 2-2 two -two award goes to Scott Steiner and Steve Austin. Who are you giving yours to, uh, Crockett? Um, hmm. Yeah, I think I'll stick with you. Um. Yeah. yeah, that was the best thing on the show. It really was. Main I mean, event, you know, yeah. Yeah, not not. I mean, I'm not trying to be like, uh, you know, I don't know. It, I I don't know. I guess, you know, Paulie and Rick Rude on commentary were kind of funny too. But it just, yeah, I kind of just like, yeah, I gotta give it to, gotta give it to the match. What about you, uh, Hopper? I give it the same to Scott Steiner and and uh, Steve Austin. They close around like 2020. Yeah, during the pandemic. Jesus yeah, they, Christ, they lasted till the pandemic. Yeah, they got a closed? Facebook page. Holy shit. Yeah. That's insane, bro. Yeah, because they got one here from uh, November 20th, 2020. It's a store fixtures for sale. You know, when they're just trying to get rid of everything. That sucks. Yeah. That they made it that far. I know, huh? God. I guess in that area, yeah, they, yeah, they make like prom, uh, prom dresses and like formal uh, wear for women. Yep. But huh. I mean, I mean, you're in that area. Where else are you gonna Damn. go? Damn. Yeah. Wow. All the way to 2020. Well, uh, 
you know what's still going on? It might not be CC's of Rome, but Hard Body Harper is still doing video shout outs, relationship advice. You want him to curse somebody out? He can do that for you on video. All you got to do is email him, chrisharper16, wildcat with a K at gmail.com. Tell him what you want in your video. Tell him what you want in your shout out. Tell him what you want in your pick me up. Again, it's chrisharper16, wildcat with a K at gmail.com. And then PayPal him 20 bucks to cc30388cc at yahoo.com. Once you pay him, he'll get your video done and send it off to you to enjoy. cc30388cc at yahoo.com. Has that dude sent your cash yet, Harper? No. No. That, yeah, that got deleted. <laughs> I'm checking it right now. It says I've been invited to be on Cameo. Oh. Yeah, right. I don't know if that's a real thing. It's, it's just Cameo it's talent. Probably spam. Yeah. Actually, yeah, if you want to forward it to... If you want to forward it to me, I'll 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 get it over to the legal department to, to review if it's real don't you worry about that i got crackpot lawyers on this thing that's right mm-hmm. okay fail you brother you're tight um that's interesting though the computers are listening to us they know we're trying to circumvent the system <laughs> uh all right uh crockett anything else before we get out of here anything you got to plug no, I just get a. I'm on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at the WPAN for my daily New England Pro Wrestling history videos. So check those out. Make sure you do it. He does a good job. Lots of research, and occasionally he'll talk about some WCW stuff and oh, stuff that we've been involved in. Uh oh, what happened, Harper? What'd you do? You're right. I went to share it, and I said to this fucking... God. <laughs> Who would I send this to? Fuck. Uh, go, to go to your you send box. It, you oh, send it to God. your buddy's mom? Somebody. Hey. <laughs> send it to, he sent it to Randy's mom. <laughs> Randy. <laughs> sent. <laughs> he sent it to Randy's um, mom. I think I responded to him. Without, oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> Here, have a virus. Yeah. <laughs> Get your virus back. All right. Well, uh, on that note, Hopper, it's time to relieve it. Why don't you hit the tagline and get us on out of here and close out another week of BTT? 